All right, everybody, we're back. Episode eight. We got a very special guest, a very, very special guest. He's sipping his coffee right now. And he's putting the coffee down, and he just hit a ch. It's, That's right. It's a macchiato, Mike. It's not a coffee. Oh, it's a macchiato. I'm yeah. so sorry. I can't tell because it's in a coffee cup. I just assumed it was a you coffee. Think I, you think I'm drinking this little amount of coffee? I don't know coffee. I don't drink it. Fair we got enough. Jeremy Ramos in the <laughs> studio, a.k.a. Jeremy Sadwalk, a.k.a. Spank. Not Spank Gucci anymore. Nope. Did Gucci send you a cease and desist? Uh, no, they didn't. But you just dropped it? I dropped it myself. Okay, we're going to get into that because I'm very curious to where that name came. How you doing? How's your week going, bro? Busy all over the place. I guess it is Monday, so your week just started. Well, it's like the end of my weekend because Sunday, Mondays are my day off. So gotcha, it's like, gotcha. You know, it's like the conclusion of my week. But gotcha. It's been chill. I've been, uh, I skated yesterday, making music, and been like house-sitting for my uncle. So I've been nice. taking care of dogs and shit. My week just started. It's Monday. My eyes hurt a little bit. Uh... I don't know why. You rubbing them? Well, yeah, I guess because from rubbing them. But no, um, rubbing them never helps. It just irritates them more. I woke up this morning, my eyes were like just dark red, and I was like, "Oh my god, what the fuck?" Yo, if your eyes are irritated, let me tell you, you get uh, a damp washcloth. I did. Fold, I did fold it up, put it in the freezer for yep, a little bit. I did that. My girl put me on to that. Yeah, I that's did the... do that. I did. No, I didn't do that. I'm totally lying. <laughs> I just like scratched the shit out of my corneas. Now I can't see. No, now my eyes are. A little bit better. My week's good. We're getting really busy over at the dying, over at the real underscore dying industry films. That would be us if we didn't get our domain right away. Um, And uh, yeah, so opening segment. Here we go. Whose pants are these? Are you familiar? Yes, I think. Wait, whose pants are these? It's an opening segment here on the podcast. It sounds really familiar. So explain it to me. All right. So basically how this works is whose pants are these? The name came from. When I put on my poll, what should we call this podcast on my oh, on the social media? The winning title was actually "Whose Pants Are These," but I couldn't name the podcast that. So I I said I was like I'm going to include a segment called "Whose Pants Are These," awesome. where the guests just talk about the pants they got on. Ooh, that's actually crazy because I chose between like two interesting pairs of pants. Uh huh. Um. So right now I have on some brown corduroys that are kind of some beaters that I love wearing because they're super comfortable and especially in the winter they're very gotcha. warm. Gotcha. But I don't even know whose pants these were before they were mine. Uh, oh, you thrifted them. I thrifted them. I acquired these for four dollars. Four bucks. Four bucks. Those are some good corduroys, dude. That's what I'm saying. I've had these and I've been skating in them for probably about like two, three years. That's very. Uh, that looks very much like openings intro on like a Supreme video skater who's in the middle of like downtown <laughs> New York with those pants on, and there's some just like down, down, down. And it's like at like and all you're 17 do, frames and, per second. And it's just like, like at 17 frames per second, and the trick is just like a no slide on a curb. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that. Uh, did you watch? Oh, I'm wearing black jeans from The Gap. Shocker. Um, boot cut. Get yourself some pants at The Gap. Did you watch Baker Has a Death Wish yet? I watched like the first 20 minutes of it, and then... <clears throat> Yeah, I haven't I haven't finished it. I heard the rest of it's really good. I'm like halfway. Everything I've been seeing on Instagram has been having me hyped. More yeah. hyped than like any skate footage I've seen in like the last year. Well, cuz there's no nobody puts out full-length videos anymore. Exactly. And Baker and knows kind, how to put and out. It's kind of lame. Video. And they're like, "Oh, well, people's attention spans. It's like that doesn't stop movies from being made, bro. It's like if your shit's good, people and are going to want to stay tuned." I feel like after this video, a lot of companies are going to realize the importance of full-length videos yeah. again. We're, st- I think we're starting to see that a little bit bleed through. Like, we had some this year. I like, think skateboarding kind of recovering from, like, the... It's getting back to, like, its core. roots, it, I think. It, it's really getting back to the core because a lot of the people that joined it for the hype yeah. are starting to, like, realize that they don't got it in them to be, mm-hmm. like, doing this. Mm-hmm. Which, like, no, you know, nothing on them. Like, skating's for everyone if they want it. It's not for anybody yeah. who doesn't want it. And that's that's why the core skaters get upset because, like, they don't want people who aren't skating. Yeah. Well, because a lot of times the uh, the wrong people are getting the attention. Like yeah, the, it, di- it dilutes it. It, it dilutes really the does. whole scene. Well, I mean, you know, we've w- I've witnessed it. I've been skating since middle school, and I'm sure you've been skating for just as long, if not longer. Fifth grade. I Fifth started. grade. Yeah. And you, we've seen the trends. We've seen all types of trends, bro, up and down. Mm-hmm. And then just like, well, we're still still here kicking and skating. Listen, Did you see that P-Rod video? Which one? The one where he's P-Rod was away. like on some rant about like how – uh, skateboarding is not the same anymore. It's all like robotic and a machine. Oh yeah, he he was like he was like I don't 
he was saying how, yeah, bro, you could do like, like a no 720 soul. quadruple flip. And he's like, but it doesn't look good. He was like, I'd rather see you do a backside flip that was fucking nasty, mm-hmm. which is so true. And it's like, you know, I even felt like I caught myself like that when I was younger. Like, there was a point where it's like I could beat any of my friends in a game of skate. Uh-huh. But, like, none of the tricks looked good. Like, they're barely pop. Like, yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. kind of sliding around. And then so. Same. Had had to fuck that. Like, real. I rolled my ankle. Or I sprained my ankle. Tore every ligament in it. And when I came back from that injury, uh-huh. I was like, any trick that I slid or pivoted, I'm relearning from the yeah, jump. Like, yeah. I'm not. I'm not learning back to how I used to do it. Mm-hmm. So that's like when I learned impossible was big spins. Um, I got nolly flips pretty well because it was like I couldn't really kick flip because it was my flip foot. Yeah, so you had to switch it up. Mm-hmm. I can't nolly flip for shit. For those of you who don't know, uh, Jeremy Sidewalk here, really good skateboarder, also a music producer, a mm-hmm. beats maker, producer, a man on yeah. the keys, a man on the computer man in the stew all the time and that's what we're gonna be getting into today um mainly but let's start off with the easiest question other than whose pants are these where are you from i am from oh i live in platykill mm-hmm. i was bo- like born in poughkeepsie and then lived in newburgh for the first part of my life gotcha uh, moved out to Walkill to go to school and stuff mm-hmm Mom didn't want me going to school in Newburgh because she went there and she was like, eh. She was like, you're not going there? Damn, yeah, so she I, kept you out. Well, she kept you out the hood. Well, yeah, mainly because I had an aunt who was already in this school district and she spoke so highly of it. Uh-huh. So she was like, my mom trusted her and like kind of wanted to follow in what she was doing. So where'd you end up going? Wallkill? Yeah, I went to school at Wallkill. Wallkill. Elementary school in Platykill. Then uh, the rest was, there's no options. So None. Not a... There's really not much out there in Platykill. Oh, no. <laughs> not at all. So, you what, you just grew up, what, playing with sticks and throwing shit in the road and stuff? like? Well, there was a lot of... My neighborhood was active. There was always kids outside. So, okay. it's like, um, pretty much in Platykill, it's like... It was like every single day you could go outside at, like, 9, 9.30 in the morning. And you could expect that, like, on one of the corners... There's just people starting to collect. Yeah. You know? And then once there's like 15 people, we'd be like, all right, whose yard are we going to, to play kickball? Yeah. Or like, who got a, a basketball hoop? You know, it was just. Nobody does that anymore. Now that we're adults, like, I don't, there's like no kids in my neighborhood. I never see, and if I do, they're on their phones. Dude, I saw a young kid on my street, like, probably last summer, just skating. And I, I got so hyped. I literally like pulled over my car and I was yeah. like, I was like, yo, dude, keep skating. I was like, if I see you out skating again, I'm going to give you some stuff. Yeah. And he was like, okay. And then he just like rode off, but I haven't seen him again. So Fucking I'm like, quit. I'm, I'm hoping. You scared him. Well, I hope that he just comes back in the summertime that he's just, yeah. you know, he's cooking in the garage. That's right what I'm now. saying. He's, you got he's into doing skating uh, in the fifth grade. For, was that neighbor? Was that the neighborhood thing to do? So before. Okay, so it kind of was more so influenced because um, I spent a lot of time at my grandmother's house in Newburgh uh-huh. over by Meadow Hill. Um, yeah. So my neighbors over there, they, uh, well, my one neighbor in particular, he got me into skating. Gotcha. He was always skating. His boys were always skating. And then, like, one day I just, like, hopped on a board. Instantly had, like, ollies and shovets. Nice. And, yeah, but that was all I could do. And so That's all <laughs> I can do to this fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> Happens. So what you got, Perillo? Pop, shove it like barely though. Like, you could barely do more though. On the ground, like barely. You could do way more though. I know. You just got you got to push yourself. Mike. I you know, know that. I know. You know I'm, that. I'm starting to a little bit more snowboarding this past year or this past season has helped me commit a lot more because now it's just like I can't not commit because the the injury zone is way higher. Mm-hmm. But um, so it was in Meadow Hill. Who was who was the person that got you like? His name is Chris. Chris. Chris Brzezowski. Everybody always got somebody named Chris that inspired them to skate, bro. It's the most skater name ever. Yeah, so he he was, like, the person that, like, implanted that, like, skating into my brain. Yeah. So, like, I was into it, but, like, it kind of took me a while for it to really stick because Mm -hmm. then in my neighborhood, I ended up having uh, my homie Kyle and some of his friends, but more so the person was actually Jeremiah. Jeremiah, Jeremiah Gray. Jeremiah Gray? Yeah, he moved from Newburgh to Brizzolations? Yes. Yeah. Dude, shout out my son. He, like, it's insane seeing what he does now because, He's like, I, I remember when I first started and he was teaching me stuff. Yeah. And he was still doing, like, 360 inward heels on flat 
and like switch laser. Phones. So he lived in your neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so that's how I, me and him know each other. Gotcha, right? gotcha. We, we go back. I don't even know how I know Jeremiah. Just it's yeah, just Jeremiah. Just, well, because that's the thing is he used to be a Duncan head. Yeah, yeah. And you know now he's a. Uh, He's now down he's in Florida, I think. I think he's in Florida. I'm pre- yeah, his like local now is a park under the bridge. Which is so sick. Dude's crazy. That dude's gnarly. Mm-hmm. I'm better than him though, so if you're listening, you suck. Yeah. Um so Yeah, do do better, Jeremiah. Yeah, do better. Who was um did you have any like pros or like brand teams that you like really looked up to or like got into? So I was definitely uh like a baker, shake junt, death wish kid. Shocker. Yeah, right. Super <laughs> shocker. Um I loved Americas. I loved like OG Nike SB. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, Altamont, but they they kind of they kind of turned whack. I'm not gonna lie. I remember that they, you were, just, super, like, they were super unlocked my brain. Yeah, Altamont. Yeah, Altamont apparel was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then I kind of just mixed up whatever. I kind of yeah. went through some different phases, but that's that's mostly I was always into like jump off big shit or go fast or you know do some weird weird stuff on yeah, the board. Yeah, and you were I mean it's interesting because Platicill it's like you just got flat ground there's nothing well there's a bunch of hills there's a bunch of hills so, so it's like an avid you, hill bomber yes like That's you could you, you could take me to any hill I've seen bomb. you bomb a bunch of hills I did South Street South Street I was there um, I'm, bro I'm not gonna lie uh, I've been thinking about hitting the set at the whatever elementary school that is Horizons? Yeah, Horizons. Uh, I've been thinking about hitting the set, like doing a 180 trick and then bombing the hill switch. That'd be nuts. That'd be absolutely nuts. I also would need a crazy film. Like, I'd need Ronnie. You need a filmer and you need like 40 people at the bottom of the hill to stop you from getting hit by a bus. Yeah. I'd do it. I'd help you. Yeah. I, the- I'll talk to the homies. Definitely got to do that when it's warmer out. Yeah. Um, But yeah, dude, I, I love a good hill bomb. I don't. Because I one time slipped out and a hill bomb hit my head and I got really scared that I was going to die. Yeah, I was in middle school. A hill, when I mean a hill bomb, I mean the most, the slightest decline ever because, you know, yeah, I was a little kid. So who knows how deep that hill actually was? Because in my neighborhood, there's a bunch of hills in the back. Yeah. And we would bomb those. And of course, speed wobbles and wham. So through skateboarding, uh, was that how you got into music? Because that's what you do, man. That's why I brought you on here. So, No. Oh. I was doing music before the skating. Really? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So I... In Platicill. In Platicill. Um, I was always a music enjoyer. Avid music enjoyer. A- avid music enjoyer. Since <laughs> I was a kid, I was very blessed to be raised around people who had absolutely wonderful music taste. Uh, like what? What were some of the music tastes? So like when I was young, I was listening to a lot of like... I had my uncle who put me on to like a lot of like reggae and ska music and... Um, punk music. Then I had my mom who put me on to like Aretha Franklin and Janis Joplin, mm. uh, Al Green, Teddy Pendergrass, stuff like that. Teddy but, Pendergrass. Like there was my family. Like they listened to everything. Yeah. So it was so great just getting such a diverse, like you know, selection of stuff. And then um, third grade, I got a guitar. Started nice. playing guitar, and then. It was fifth grade. We were learning ukulele in my music class, but the teacher knew I played guitar. Oh, okay. Because I was in chorus at the time, and she was like, I'm not letting you do the ukulele. That's, like, cheap. Like, yeah. you're cheating it pretty much. I'm just like, Psh, what? No, a ukulele's different. Girl, give me that shit. <laughs> yeah, so she put me in the corner of the room and had me play the piano. And oh, learn sweet. how to play the piano. It was kind of sick. I was, like, on, like one of the early versions of garage band just like teaching myself piano in the corner while everyone else is doing the ukulele. Yo, I remember there was a thing before garage band. I want to say it was called aviary or something like that. AVA. It was something AV, whatever. Okay. And that's what we would use in like sixth grade. And I, I thought no joke break. This is a dying to talk exclusive. I thought I was going to be like a DJ cause I was making beats. I was making like, because Jersey Shore was out at the yeah, time, so I was making sure. club shit, and I was like, yo, this is what I'm going to do. That's my. I wish I could find those WAV files of my stupid ass bees. They're probably so bad, that's, but that software doesn't exist anymore. I try finding it. I just can't. I have a very similar story where um, me and my friends found a website. It was like it wasn't even an actual like software download thing. Uh-huh. It was like you just go to the website, and it will allow you to like very minimally produce songs, and we were in there and like 
sixth, seventh grade, trying to make dubstep. And we were like, yo, we are going to be the next Skrillex off of this. Uh We really are next up. We got this. Um, Could have been called the Platykill Boys. Bro, and then my homie got a laptop finally. And Mm. so, because, like, that was just us on, like, the homie's house computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the uncles that my, like, he was always cool. He let us go to his studio and stuff. He just gave us a laptop. And back in the day when you could just, like, get anything on the internet, I torrented, um... FL in like 10 minutes like I had no oh, clue sweet. what I was doing not a clue what I was doing at all downloaded it then couldn't figure out how to make it work like couldn't figure out how to use it uh-huh. and so we're sitting there just like oh well I guess we're not DJs anymore I guess we're just gonna go skate and forget about it, give <laughs> yeah, up. yeah exactly dream. and then mm-hmm. I put the music down for quite a while to focus on the skating and just also because uh like I had a bunch of like short-lived music projects mm-hmm. so af- after guitar piano I played drums for a little bit um, and then it, I felt like I wanted to be in a band, but couldn't really find the right group of people that took it seriously. Yeah. So it was so like discouraging at the time to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to keep making music. But then every time I try to make something work, other people don't put the same energy in or whatever. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to focus on skating because I could do that with and or without solo. people. Yeah. yeah that's I, what that, I love about skateboarding is like, you don't need anybody else. Mm-hmm. To do it. Everything else, you need a team, you need a group, you yeah. need equipment. Exactly. And so it then it wasn't until I was 18, and it was right after my first semester of college. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started getting back into producing. Got my laptop, started learning how to do it. Where well, were you going to college for? Well, originally I was going to go for mechanical engineering. Oh. And then I ended up going to Ock first uh, instead of going to a four-year because I wanted to get into New Paltz. Didn't. Uh, I did get into University of Denver, but I was like, eh, I'm not feeling that. Um, that would have been cool, though. It would have been cool, and I got a crazy scholarship. But Jeremy, I, Colorado. That could have been you, bro. So I got like a scholarship that was worth like $80,000 per semester, uh, but it still would have been like $80,000 more on top Christ, of that, that per, per semester. That. Just make beats in the garage. Yeah, dude. so that's what I mean. So I instead of, uh, I was going to go to Ock, get my GPA right, go to New Paltz. Mm. Um, and so I started off at Ock with an engineering science degree. and But I only, I did two semesters and dropped out. <laughs> so. We've had back-to-back college dropout guests on this show. I, myself, a college dropout. It's not for everybody. But I will say, somebody said this to me very recently, because I was just complaining about loans and uh-huh. all this shit and they were like well you would have never made the decision to do exactly what you wanted to do in life you would mm-hmm. have never had that if it wasn't for going to college so in a way you kind of do have to pay that back you have to pay your former self back for yeah what i don't know it was i was like yeah that's a valid you, you have point. to pat yourself on the back for figuring out that it wasn't for you early yeah. on and not wasting more time i'm glad i only it. i Cut out soon enough because I could have owed. I have friends yeah. that owe over two hundred grand. Yeah, no, like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, bro, just give up at like, that point. Like, I'm, I'm very thankful because I dropped out, but I don't have any. Like, I don't owe anything, yeah. and I still got a job in my like field. So it's yeah. like, you know, I'm yeah. chilling. Same. Well, I didn't. I never majored in film or like media. I just took the classes, and I was like. I should be doing this, but I didn't think it was very possible until then it was. I definitely didn't think I was going to be a pro skateboarder because I fucking sucked. Well, you know what it was? I was scared of getting hurt, and I was really heavy as a kid. So you just combine the two, and then, like, when I actually started getting decent at skateboarding, it was still like, eh, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I could still win Street League if I wanted to. If I really locked Listen, in, if I really locked if in, if you really locked in, I'd I have so league. much faith that you could do cr- absolutely crazy stuff. Yeah, but part of your like nonchalant, I don't care attitude yeah. is just like why you're just like doing what you do. That's why I get invited to all the sessions. It's not because like yo Mike rips. It's like that's Mike. You gotta, dude. You're a part of the, you're a part of the sesh. You know, I'm what the mean? sesh. Like, I'm Ryan Dunn in Street Dreams. I'm not gonna touch yeah. the skateboard the whole time. <laughs> But man, am I gonna say some funny you're, things? You're gonna commentate on all of the right things. Yes. Yeah. You won't be a dickhead. Like, oh, I don't know. Without without reason. Without reason. Without reason. Some people would like to say 
that I am a dickhead. And to you know, that I say, you were probably right. Yeah, I was just going to say, I've definitely heard the same thing. And it's like, you know, I'd like to think I'm a nice guy, but I'm also very blunt. And if you yeah. take that as me being a dick, then I'm sorry. <laughs> like, if you think I'm a dick, then you got to be a pussy. What's up, girl? Hey, yeah. Nah, I'm playing. That was wild. That was so out of pocket. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, shit. Damn, now I want to go skate. It's got me itching. Cancel well, the whole fucking episode. Hey, man. It is kind of warm out. Well, well, listen, we can go after. There is a function tonight. And there is the function that we could go to yeah. as well. I'll flip a coin on it. Anyway, so um, when did you start taking music? First of all, actually, let me ask. I need to know. Jeremy Sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Where did the last name Sidewalk come from? Okay, so last name Sidewalk came from, I was with the homies. The and, homies. Yeah. Okay. O- OG homies. Um we were at the homies crib and we all decided to make Twitter because we all just discovered Twitter and all the memes that came with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were like, yo, Twitter is such a great place. So then the home we were just trying to think of our first name and then the most random thing we could think of. So we had like uh one of the homies, I think it was like Ryan Shoelace. Ryan Shoelace. And it was like like Ben uh Curtin. Or like Ben that, that would have been a good one. That would have been a good one. But just so you know Johnny Toothpaste. Yeah. One of the homies was like something roof ceiling. Uh-huh. And it was just like, you know, we were just being silly. So yeah, I was yeah. like sidewalk. And then so I made my profile picture of me and then my header a picture of the side like just a stock picture of the sidewalk. Stock sidewalk photo. And so uh yeah, it was literally just being silly. Uh, and then like I like when people asked, I would do like the fake lore. It's like, it's cause I, you know, cause I'd be in the streets or like, cause I'd be adjacent yeah, to the street. You I'd know, be just, directly adjacent to the street. Exactly. Like and just I keep people off of them. Silly and goofy. So, um, so that's where it came from. That's where it came from. Wow. My, my original tag, I'll out myself right now. Cause I was really into Tyler, the creator at uh, the time I made my Instagram. It was Jeremy, uh, golf Wang. Damn. And so I was, but then I, I realized at a very young age, I was like, you know, I'm not a part of them. I gotta yeah. change it. Gotta make my own shit. Gotta, gotta do my own thing. Yeah, you know, shout out them. But uh, I'm doing Word. me. And so yeah. then sidewalk yeah. came and it never left. And never left. It, it kind of stuck hard. Yeah, after it a has. Point. It has. I mean, that's people. People have asked only me. Only know you as sidewalk. People have asked me if sidewalk is my real last name, multiple times. Fucking idiots. Multiple Nobody's times. last name is sidewalk. Can't wait to get an email from some family in like Wisconsin. They're like, hey. Our our last name is Sidewalk. You and you made fun of our last name. We're suing you for defamation. We're suing you for ten million fucking dollars, and I'm gonna be like, huh? It's like what? <laughs> How does defamation equal ten million dollars? Like what I said is equivalent to ten million dollars worth of damage towards you and your family. Well, you gotta think emotional damages. Yo, facts. And how many people are in the family? Maybe there's ten people. That's Damn, a, that's, that's a mil per each. person. That's a mil each. That's you know. shit. Damn. I don't got that kind of fucking money. Nah, I do. yeah, I don't have any nickname. Like I had, like I don't have any nicknames, and I feel like that's like I've always been called by my last name, which that, is like that cool, happened a lot to me in high school. I had teachers and shit who always called me Ramos. Ramos. Well, I assume in Wallkill there's not that many Ramoses. No, yeah. not at all. See in Newburgh, there's about seven hundred Ramoses, maybe more. Yeah, you're right. Actually, no, there was like I think there. The funny thing was there was like one or two other Ramoses, mm-hmm. and. I would always get asked, Are you oh, do you know that? Yeah, that's the one thing that's so crazy. It's like, I am only related to two people with the last name Ramos, my mother and my sister. Yeah. And so many times I get asked, oh, do you know, uh, do you know Jackie? You know, you know, Sarah, you know, John? I'm like, no. <laughs> They're like, no, oh, sir. are you, I, I think I know uh, your cousin or something. I'm like, nope. nope. <laughs> I'm just I like, I, before they even say a name half the time, I'm just like, I'm not related. Not to related. Them. Yo, I, I would get like, people would ask, yo, Sometimes people are really fucking dumb And it makes me really giggle But same. also people are amazing too At the same time The most complex creatures in the world But people would ask me Are you related to Susan Petrillo? And I'm like Well my last name's not <laughs> Petrillo So no Are you related to Don Burillo? Nope Not the same last name What a fucking reach What a stretch Speaking on names Now I guess let's get into it When did you become Spank? When did you become the music producer that you are today, for those of you who do not know, like I said earlier, okay. Jeremy Sidewalk so, produces music. I produce music. I do a bunch of things. Um, but the name Spank is derivative of 
there was fourth grade. I had damn you. All your shit goes way back. Yeah, no, it's, it's all it's all tied together. I'm just gonna know? call this episode "Sidewalk Lore." Yeah, it's no, the lore I'm, dump. I'm, I'm giving some lore out for yeah, sure. Yeah, next, you know, when you meet a girl, you could just be like, "Yo, yo, just watch this podcast." Yeah. yeah, that'd be sick. Um, Get me some views. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Anything to promote, right? Facts. But yeah, fourth grade, I had a teacher because there was like it was in my science class, mm. and nobody ever wanted to answer. But I like really liked math and science at that age, Fucking and nerd. so I was like, like quick to answer always. And she was uh. like, oh, she was like, calm down, Sparky. And then she started calling me Sparky, ah. right? And so I had it was only one, literally only one of my homies, my homie Otto, and he just was like, well, what's up, Sparky? Always called me Sparky, and so of course I went to. Uh, like Rye Playland or something like yeah, yeah, like yeah. one of those like Yo, old school Rye New York City Playland, bro. bro that's what I mean and they had like the airbrush things uh-huh. I you know I got the hat that said Sparky because you know that's what you do when you're when you're a kid in, you when you're in fourth grade airbrushed. yeah you got it it's the then, most sickest thing you could do but then you're thinking you're like what do I get and like, oh let me get my nickname that my one friend calls me yeah and uh, so I rocked that for a little bit. I'm wearing it one day, then like two years later when I'm skating with a bunch of my homies. And one of my homies misreads it. And he's like, yo, Spanky. And like, I'm like, I don't know who he's talking to. And yeah, he's yeah. like, Spank, Spank, Spanky, what's up? Like, And then like, he's like, that's such a cool nickname. How come like no one told me? And then like, everyone just started calling me Spanky. Spanky. And yeah. And so that's the thing is then Spanky after a while, that was when I was young. Because like uh-huh. I was hanging out with kids who were like, two to four years older than me so little spanky you know what i mean yeah, like kind of yeah, like yeah. little rascals type thing and uh yeah isn't there a little rascals character named spanky yeah and it, and it was also the same thing like uh kevin long kevin long yeah he, kevin he, he got the same long. thing because he was the little kid with the crew so they spanky. called him spanky and it was crazy because we met each other at second nature and you and kevin spanky long yeah he was mad cool he like was talking with me and the homies like quite a few times and there was a point where he was like done with the demo and he was just standing by us talking like I gotta gotta chill out but yeah he was like after talking to him for a while I was like yo you're spanky right and he was like yeah I was like I'm also a spanky and he just like looked at me and dapped me up and it was like it was a cool full circle moment we're spankies man the spank family exactly anybody's listening out there that is also a spanky let me know let me know in the comment section yeah I wanna wanna say what's up we can take a flip I wanted a nickname in high school on the high school football team, they, I used to get called shitty butt because I shit, <laughs> I shit my pants one time at football uh, camp. And I'll definitely start calling you that, bro. I'll kill you. I will, like, legit. I'm going to start. I'm, I'm going to go get my grandfather's shotgun out of the closet over there and blast you if you call me that. Okay. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Say, what, say whatever you want, shitty butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poopy pants. <laughs> Nah, bro. That was like the only time I was like, I would always in my head. I'm like, I wish I had a cool nickname, and then that happened. Yeah. And then, ladies and gentlemen, don't ever wish for a nickname. <laughs> don't because well, then that would happen. Well, this listen, kid, Rat. But- his nickname was Rat. <laughs> Uncarion is his real name. He started calling me that, and other people like it would be so annoying because I'd be I'd get tight. I'd be like, Yo, stop fucking calling me that. I'd be like, Whoa, yeah. whoa, calm down there. Don't poop your pants. And I'm like, <laughs> Ah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a crazy ass fucking story. That I, when it happened, it's crazy because it's my junior year and looking back, like I developed like, I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me my junior year, but I had so many digestive issues and Mm -hmm. like at the start of that summer was when it all happened. So yeah, my whole medical, I would like be in and out, going to the hospital, get like tests done and shit. And then Mm -hmm. I'd come back and go to football practice, be like, you still going to poop your pants? And I'll be like... (laughs) God, bro, I can't fucking escape yeah, it. You can't win. Didn't think I'd ever share that on a podcast, but hey, man, since you, I have to be an real. interesting guest, I mean, an interesting host. Yeah, no, I mean, you gotta, you gotta relate because, yeah. but that's the thing. It's I always wanted a nickname, and then I got the nickname, and it transformed a few times. Mm-hmm. So that sometimes you just have different outcomes, uh, you know. So you uh, took Spanky. Well, then turned that's, it to Spank. I didn't no, Sparky again to Spanky. All of the changes kind of happen from the people around me. Of course, like, you don't ever dub your own. And that, that's what I mean. Yeah. You, you really can't control it yourself. Um, so after Spanky, I obviously got older, mm. and there was one kid that was in my neighborhood, and I walked down to the bus stop because mm. we had a, like a at the end of my double dead end road, 
that's where everyone went. So it'd yeah. be like 20 people at the bus stop. We almost got a, our own bus for our street once because like my neighbor had had its own bus. And that's what I mean. So it was a uh, one day I go down to the bus and he's like, Spank, what's up, bro? And like he started calling me Spank. Like I like he says it like a few times before I'm like saying something. And then he drops Spank Gucci. Oh. And I was like, what? Like, and he was like, you didn't write that? I'm like, no. I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, points to the brick wall on the apartment building. And someone carved Spank Gucci and the N word with the A at the end. <laughs> and I was like, no, I did not write that. It's not me, sir. And then he started calling me Spank Gucci. So then, just the two words, not the third one. No. Okay, good. Well, he w- he would throw that in. Yeah. yeah. Um, I obviously I would not. Yeah, gotcha. I, I, gotcha. I would not do I gotcha. that. But I gotcha. then, um, damn, I wonder who spray painted that. It wasn't spray paint. It was literally like oh, carved, carved, carved with a rock, which is even gnarlier. <laughs> but um, <laughs> caveman did yeah, it. Yeah, right. Or like some kid. Like I just want to know the context. Yeah. Like, like I really don't understand. He was it, on some shit that day, but it just it just happened. Could have been you from the future. I don't think I would have wrote that. You might have wrote the span Gucci part. No, I I don't think I would have put Gucci at the end of my name because like because I wasn't Gucci really into flops. that. But like it was funny because after the Gucci got put on my name, I was like, oh, I gotta buy a Gucci belt, and I did, and then it broke because I skated in it. Why are you skating in a Gucci belt? Because I'm you're not fucking, Burberry airy. Because I'm fucking fifteen and stupid. Yeah, but um, well, now you're a grown man. Now I'm a grown man. Um, and now you're just spank. Now I'm just spank. Mr. So, spank. Well, so that's the thing is so, then he he started calling me spank Gucci, mostly dropped the Gucci and everyone else who was calling me spanky. As I got a little older, they're like, oh, it feels wrong calling you spanky. Like you're not like so they just called me spank. They just spank. Yeah, yeah. That's and bad and also so when I started producing, drop one letter. Yeah, just dropped the letter, but but it's also you know it's a different vibe. It's a uh, like I was spank Gucci when I first started producing for a little bit, mm-hmm. and I like I just felt like it didn't resonate with me gotcha. as much as just spank does. Like I remember one of my first times going to the studio and playing a bunch of beats, and they're like, "Yo, like this is fire." One of the artists was like, "Yeah, let me hop on this," and the engineer was like, "Bro, you better pay him like a hundred fifty dollars for this nice. beat. Like, like this is not a free beat." And I was like, yeah, what he said. Exactly. But then he's like, what, like, what's your producer name? And I was like, Spank Gucci. And like, he just like, it felt like everyone in the room looked at me and was like, what the, like, like, who the fuck are you, bro? Like, I'm just like this little, at the time I'm like 18 or 19 out in Long Island. Oh. Yeah. And like at a studio that like big, big heads. Yeah. Like I, I I don't know how I was there. Actually, I know how I was there. Shout out my boy Avery. But like, Uh. but like, it was just so random. It was a very random interaction. Gotcha. And uh, after that, I went home and I slept on it. And I was like, you know what? Dropping the Gucci, spank. spank. Just spank. And thus, it was born. So you started like producing music more uh, frequently, semi-professionally around that time as well. 18 years old. A little bit yeah. younger. Yeah, yeah well, 18 is when I, I started to learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I just went full heads in so you've been it. doing it what is that 18 you're 24 we're the same age you and yeah, I. i'm 24 we're born in the same year yeah a lot of ups and downs with producing huh? talk about that so producing music producing beats like you said um you know you better pay the man is that something music producers i've heard you know i'm not involved in music at all mm-hmm. but i've heard a lot of people expect things for free in the music world a lot for of producers sure. a lot of like oh no bro i got you you give me this beat for free like i'm gonna put you on yeah i mean of course you hear a bunch of the like oh bro when i make it i'm gonna put you on mm-hmm. or the you know when this blows up i got you and yeah. you know that is what it is um i feel like I feel like you shouldn't be doing it for the sake of the money. Like I understand taking it seriously and taking the money part seriously. Yeah. But firstly, you need to be doing this for the love because you want to do it. You exactly. Know? And so most of the music I make now is with artists that I appreciate and like like to work with. Mm-hmm. So I won't charge them if it's a situation like that. Yeah. You know, because I want to be there making that. Yeah. And it's like we're we're creating something together. So, um, you know, that's one thing, but I'm also at a point where it's like, I'm very fluid with what I could do. Like I could kind of match a lot of different energies and work with a lot of different people. So it's like, if someone outside of like what I know or like needs something, yeah, 
then it's like, unfortunately, I have to pay you because then now you're taking my time away from the other stuff that I want to work on. Gotcha. That's how I move personally. Um, you know, of course, there's some people that, unfortunately, it's just like if, uh, that's the other thing too. It's like, if you fuck with me, I'm not going to ever be a jerk to you. I'm not going to ever put your music down. Yeah. But say that I'm per se not a fan of your music, that is definitely going to uh, resonate with the bill. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? I it's hear like, it. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. Makes total sense. But I'm open to work with everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if anybody out there that needs some, some beats produced, hit them up. And, and I don't just do beats. I've worked with Mike for advertisements. That's true. You have done. You have helped us in the commercial game a couple of times. And for Ballin' at What Cost, you made the Ballin' at What Cost theme song. Yep. Shout out, we, shout out y'all. We made I that. That show's going to come back. It's coming back. We just need a new space to film it in. And I got some suggestions, too, for the next season. All right, I'll, I'll be interested to hear them. Don't, yeah. We can't let these suggestions get out. No, there no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll save that. We'll save that for later. Save that for the, the super, super secret top yo, secret facts. business. Some some <laughs> next level top secret black ops contract. Yeah, yeah. Fucking shit. And NDAs will be signed. NDAs will be signed. You didn't sign yours right now because everything you just said can't be. I'll sign public. it. Public. No, I'm just kidding. All Imagine right. that they make you sign an NDA for going on a podcast, That'd like be so thus defeating the purpose <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah, just does it post the podcast? Just has like whole it's episodes like, of yeah. dirt on people. Basically, just like, yeah, exactly. Just consuming blackmail for people. Um, that's fucking hilarious. That's but uh, I know, I know you, uh, especially for all those local residents out here that are always looking for some live music on a weekend. I know yourself. Jamari and Sayel are always tuned in and involved with a lot of the local uh, open mic nights or just not, not we, open mic. We, yeah, we what don't would really you consider like to, them? Because there's always like a huge list of people you guys got. It's usually an, a closed artist showcase. Closed artist showcase. Or, um, or just an artist showcase or just a show. Just a show. Um, yes, sometimes we have lots of heads there. Mm-hmm. But one thing. Um, Who yeah. orchestrates all that? It's it's like all of us gotcha. pretty much. Okay. Um, it, some of it's dependent on the event and at the location. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just Jamari throwing one of his events, but we always still help out. It's yeah, of like course. his vision, and we all produce it. Yeah. Or sometimes it's Sal's show, and we all produce it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's my show, or sometimes we're all just putting together. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it's a group effort. None That's of us, up. I'd say, are like you know. We all work. We all play our part, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some other people who are instrumental in all of that too. Um, but I'd say, I don't know. We we try and keep the the shows something where people who who don't really get the chance to do their thing. We want to give I was them just a gonna, platform. I was just gonna say that it it does. I admire it because it is like, you know, with the growth of the art seen in this area there's like a lot of emphasis on local but it's like not always not super local. always local or it's, it's like, always it, like it's like you're local now because you're you local just now because you just moved here or because you just traveled here yeah sometimes. and it's look i'm not saying don't come to our town and, and not at all be not at all i love all what i'm it. saying i, I love, love all, all of it. it but don't attach this like we're all about local artists if if you're not including like actual yeah. local artists and what i really appreciate is about especially with the three of you being you know um, friends of mine, but you guys don't wait and rely on like some, you know, entity or person that's got a little bit of money to, Oh, now here's our chance. Like you guys are, just, are you're doing your own thing. Yeah. You're creating your own circle. It is growing. You guys are always doing shows. What? How, how often, how many shows you guys do like a month? Um, there, there was like a point where I feel like every weekend there was like something you guys had going on. Yeah. Well, throughout the past two years, we did have certain venues where we were working with them on a either a week to week or every other week basis. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think I'm s- it's slipping my mind if we have any other monthly residencies, but uh, I know we do have like a monthly residency at Toasted, mm-hmm. so we do have one night a once month. a month. Yeah, that we do something there. Uh, sometimes it's more than that, depending on the events. Like during yeah. the summer, I was uh, they had like a Weed Wednesday events yeah, that I was know. DJing for them. So that was a little different because I was working for the Weed Wednesday people at Toasted, not through Toasted working with them. Yeah, um, but just DJing. That was just DJing, yeah. Um, so just like beats, just like instrumental, just, just playing songs, instrumentals. That's sometimes cool. like, sometimes me and Sile would just do live sets. Like, 
I gotta you get Sial on here. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I feel like with Sial, we have to like do the episode in like a forest or something. That would be kind of sick. Or some weird room. I don't know. I feel like you would need to like let him draw or something. He's not drawing on these walls. No, not on the walls, dude. I'm just saying, like, give give him like a canvas, a canvas and, an and some and some markers. Yeah, and then just have him hold the microphone and talk. Yeah, exactly. He'll be like, um. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So what was the question again? <laughs> nah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Nah, man, I love Sile. That's my brother. Shout out to Sile, man. Shout out, bro. Shout out to but, everybody. Um, but um. Uh, but also one last thing. Yeah, to, yeah. Just to close out on that. Um. You know, one of the big things that we, or one of the biggest reasons why we do these showcases is because when we were first getting into the music, there were so many people who were taking advantage of like new artists mm-hmm. and just being like, yo, like you need to pay $150 for a slot in this show. And then they're saying that to 15 artists, they're having the same amount of artists as like our shows do. Yeah. But like, they're not orchestrating these events, right? So some of these people don't get to perform. Some Mm -hmm. of them get five minute sets after paying all that money. And it's like, on top of it, some people are like, oh yeah, you have to pay $100 to get in the show. And then you also have to sell 10 tickets. That's insane. Which is insane. It's like, how how do you really expect that? And then which leads to a lot of people just buying the 10 tickets and giving them to people. Mm -hmm. And then how much money is that out of well, pocket a for a show? Scam. That's a it, it blows my mind that anybody that's running a show expects your talent that's going to be bringing people in has to pay yeah. to be there. It should be the other way around. You should be paying them. And you would think something like this should be common knowledge, but Absolutely. unfortunately, and again, too, with wrong the wrong people just trying to get involved with the right yeah. people, it's like, Fuck that. But it's good that you guys don't have to, rel- you know, you don't need that. You have mm-hmm. your own fucking thing. And yeah, it's, it's all very of of shit out there, man. A lot of scumbags. Yeah. And we're trying, we're trying to eliminate them, not even eliminate them, but we're trying to do the opposite of what they're doing. Yeah. We're, we're, we're trying to be the, the, you know, the, the source for some people to, to get the, their foot in, well, you know, it goes even, back. If even if they're just dunking the toes in, you yeah. know, some it, people, they come perform, they figure out it's not for them. That's mm-hmm. cool. Some people, they do, and then they start going ten times harder, and I love to see it, bro. Yeah, I really do. It goes back on what you said earlier. Um, people that are in it for the money. Yes. Like, I hear a lot. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, people. I'm sure this happens to you. Um, a lot of people come to you with an idea, and oh, we were doing this thing. We want you involved, and immediately they start talking about money, and it's just like, okay, I'm good because. Yeah. That's usually the last thing that should be. Obviously, yes, we all the dream is to make money doing what we love. Yes, I get it. But when you're on the ground, mm-hmm. you can't expect that no. right away. I've told people that time and time again. It's something I have to tell myself constantly. It's like we're doing this because we're passionate about it, because mm-hmm. we love and that we love what we're doing. That is the drive alone. If money gets to be made, that's a bonus. That's yeah. the cherry on top. Dude, I have people... Well, first off, I did. We threw a show a couple weeks ago. One of the artists who performed at the end of the show, he came up to me. He was like, "Yo, send me your cash app, bro. I'm gonna take care of you. Thanks for like letting me be here." I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "That's so bad." Like, I've never had that happen. I didn't. Nah, hit man, I, I didn't hit him up for the Gucci. cash app though because nah, I, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't want it. But it's just. It's so crazy. It's. It's really crazy seeing like, uh, you know, other people also with like production or DJing and stuff. There are sometimes like I DJed my. Um, co-workers wedding for free just because mm. i'm like yo don't, don't pay for a dj oh, for bro a wedding he, he, bro, i would have charged him no well because i was already invited and so uh, it's like and he's just my co-worker yeah. so you know it's like i'm so you anxious this, you and awkward that i, I didn't want to have to be in the position to have to sit at the table and small talk with the family and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. so i'd much rather be behind at the dj booth and then talk to people at the end and be like oh you know that that just helps my anxiety i get you i get you but um that's so no, funny. No, no. That's mad funny though when you think about it. It's like I'm anxious. I guess I'll just DJ a wedding. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey well, brother, whatever. Hey man, well, I'm just focusing on the music. I'm chilling. That's when you're locked uh, in. That's what it is. I don't have my liquid death with me this week. I just have to drink normal water like a fucking scumbag. I got body armor. Um, Yo. Let's take a little take hydration a little, break. Take a little hydration break, sponsored by Oh, even the producer's getting in on this. Lovely. But um but yeah, dude, and it's, it's weird because, uh, you know, a big part of producing too is when like you're first starting, there's a lot of producers that get stuck in the, oh yeah, like I got to find people who are going to buy my beats. But it's so much more important to find people who want to work with you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
I don't know. It's really lovely to see how it's grown to a point where it's like now I have people who I like and who I work with who I consider my friends, and they're like, yo, like, I need some stuff from you. Like, I'll pay you. And I'm like, yo, you don't got it. Like, you do not have to pay me at all. Like, there are certain people that I really – uh like i wouldn't expect that but yeah. i guess it goes to show you know what we bring to the table exactly how do you i was always curious how do people price beats it depends it, it's yeah it's, it's kind of one of those things where you get to make your price oh, cool. and you get to make your price based on how much time you put into it or um you so, know. see there's one part right here that that right there is 35 dollars and the yeah, if you want that's the fifteen dollars. The boop, that's and an if you want the girl saying like Lamborghini music, that's seventy two dollars. I'll, I'll add the uh, damn son. Where'd you find this for free? For free, but it will be turned all the way up and to the point where it's distorted and you can't hear the rest of the beat while he's saying it. That's mad funny. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't do that. We, but that's what we should do. We should just make some. Just that's how we do it. We'll Actually, like, I do have my laptop. We can we'll make some c- bad we'll beats. Cut down. We'll cut down our production prices, but we have to include "Damn Son, Where'd You Find This?" Dude, in I love every I, video. <laughs> nothing is every more project fun than making a purposely bad beat. Yeah. But at the same time, there have been times where, uh, like me and Sael are cooking up. Yeah. And we just try to make the most absurd thing ever. Like, like literally, we're just like speed running, pressing yeah. buttons, and it sounds goofy as hell. And then like but, we, we change the tempo. And then someone else in the studio is like, hold on a second, what you got there? Like, yeah, Jamari yeah. has a song that he's thinking about dropping that's literally, like, me and Sal, five minutes, just pressed a bunch of buttons, and it, it sounded mad goofy. And then when we slowed it down, it sounded like a real beat. And That's how um, uh, Yonkers, Tyler Creator, oh, yeah? that beat was made, like, as a joke, and then he just rapped over it, and, I mean, then that song... That's such... That's, like, not a joke beat, though. That beat's but hard as hell. to him... Cause you, if you look it up, you watch on YouTube. He hates that song. He's like, "Damn, like everybody wants me to do." Walking paradox. Yeah, but like that song is, yeah, like that song's hard as fuck. Like that's bro, a that's the song, song that got me into Tyler the Creator. That's the bro. song that got everybody in the Tyler Creator, bro. Cause Kanye fucking tweeted. Remember, it was like the music video of the year right here, or rapper of the year right here. I didn't know that. He this did was that. that's how it happened. Like I mean, cause like Odd Future was like a thing already. They were like popular, but in California, man, Yonkers like skaters and stuff. Yonkers dropped. And it was just like, I mean, all of a sudden I watched that video and I had an Odd Future socks. I had the Odd Future van. I'm like. But now you understand why I was Jeremy Goldwing because that no. was really that shit at that, that time. Was, like, that was. And it's. It, it was so weird crazy. Seeing, seeing like people who are into the same stuff that me and my friends were into. Yeah. Like they could be successful too. Yeah. And they could just be them and not have to be someone they're not. Well, they were big into the the skateboard. Like. Yeah. You most, most, all of them were skaters. Yeah. You like, don't see that that often really other than like. Nah, you know, they're Lil all Wayne like, gets into it afterwards, but growing up as nah, a skater, shout out Lil Wayne though, because Lil, no, Wayne, Lil Wayne's he, out here. Yo, listen, Lil Wayne's nicer than you, debatably. He is. I know he is. I think Lil Wayne's hype is shit, bro. Like he'll be doing some like cool stuff, and he's Lil Wayne. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing that I think is the most sick about it is that he's literally Lil Wayne, and he could be doing whatever the fuck he wants, and he likes skateboarding. But but he'd so much rather just be at P Rod's Park skating with the homies. Mm-hmm. Like, like that just goes to show how like like genuine of a person he is to me at least it's like and how powerful skateboarding can be yeah bro he literally has like uh baker and death wish tattoo on his face yep and he he has his own pro model from like thank uh, you i think what um what is what is your future hopes for yourself as a as a music producer and with your friends with your boys well sael and jamari well something something i i didn't really mention before was uh uh, well, me and my friend Nate, we have a we do have a record label. Nate, 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 yeah, Nate, Nate, Nate Palmer, yeah, Nate Palmer. Shout out, Nate. Much love. Um, so I will be dropping an album at some point. Oh, on the label. Um, I am. I have some stuff with Skateboard T in the works. The Skateboard T. The Skateboard T on the beat. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some stuff with our homie Senny. Uh-huh. On the way, um, are you familiar with our, our good friend Class? Not he, familiar. I'm gonna put you on. Yeah, to him. put me on. Put me on. Yeah, great artist, great friend, uh-huh. great guy. Um, we probably gonna do some stuff. I'm I'm working on a lot of projects with local artists. That's good. Um, so are we. That's the best. That's there's yeah. not more fun than that. I'm trying right? to I'm trying to do like full projects produced by me with local artists. Nice. And as well as put my own project out. Yeah. So, um. 
That's now, that's this year. As far as this album that you're putting out, is mm. it you yourself? Yeah, it's it's me vocally, yeah, or is it just your beats? Written, recorded, produced, everything by me. And what genre? Music, rap, or I don't know. I mean, like kind of rapish, but like it's a variety. It's a super variety. All right, it's all like, right. um, I'd say I like really love R and B music, mm-hmm. but obviously, like my instrumentation, my production varies. Because it's like more my sound mixed yeah. with like a, a soulful vibe. Gotcha. You know? And your sound, like you said, influenced on uh, behalf of the people that you grew up around you with their their influence. And um, your resources for producing music, mm-hmm. it seems like, I mean, there was a day where I believe you were, you were supposed to meet me and you were stuck across the river and you just were like, got the laptop out wherever the fuck you were mm-hmm. and just started cooking. So for anybody out there that's wants to get into the stuff that you're doing, like what good resources, what affordable resources could help get them started? Um, so you really, nowadays it's different from when I started, mm-hmm. you could really make cool beats on your phone. Really? Like if you, all you have is garage band on your phone, uh-huh. you could make something like there are people that make high end beats. There was a song, I think one of the songs on damn, I think Steve Lacey made uh, most of Steve Lacey's songs. He makes in GarageBand on his phone. Really, I think what you guys are doing uh, with the artist showcases is, is super dope. It's super you. cool. If there's anybody out there that wants to be involved, how do they find you guys? So, do you guys have like an entity that represents that, or is it just the three of you as individuals? Just the three of us as individuals. Um, like we all have our individual brands. Mm. Um, like Jamari has Austra. Austra. A lot of unnecessary stuff that's really abstract. So Facts. you could hit up him or his art page. Mm-hmm. Um, you could hit up Sayo mm-hmm. at Free Vial Sorella or at his his like project is Flow With Me. Oh, right, like, right, right. It's a yeah. lot of just the art stuff, the clothes he makes. Um, you know, all of us would like you know, we have our toes in a bunch of things. So you got it's, it. it's, that's it's hard the- to be like and even with the our company. It's like it's a label, but it's not. It's kind of a weird in between. Like it's yeah. it's more of an entity, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, Entities or, are important, man. They well, really because are. We just produce stuff and like whatever we want, and we don't hold ourselves in a box. We mm-hmm. just do what we do. So, but yeah, if anyone wants to be a part of it, all you gotta do is hit up any of the three of us um, at any of our means, and we will work with what we can to get you going. Let's get a little deep here. Uh, you're an artist. I'm an artist. Uh-huh. We ha- share a couple of things in common. Yes, sir. Uh, we both were raised by a single mother. Mm-hmm. So how how has that affected you as a man, as a creative? How has it influenced you? How has it de-influenced you? I don't know, like what the opposite of influence would be. Yeah, I guess there's no um, such thing. No, because influence could be negative or positive. Exactly. So I'm an idiot uh, for thinking there was another word for that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, my father was absent and then kind of was – in and out for a little bit. Mm. So I would say um, it's definitely affected me in a plethora of ways. Of course. Because as that does, um, and you find a bunch of ways as you break yourself down that, you know, there's layers to it. But um, especially creatively, I could say, like, my father was a musician. Mm -hmm. And I feel like part of me, when I look at him, I'm like, Oh, he's like still just like trying to chase like his rock star dreams and like being a loser out yeah. there somewhere. So uh, it's like it's adds fuel to my tank being like, I'm just going to keep doing me. And I'm doing such cooler shit than he is. Mm-hmm. And it's like as long as I know that I'm a better man and like still doing the dreams that he wants or not that he wants because I do this for me. Fuck yeah, him! Like, yeah, yeah. I, let me let me make that clear. I do not do this because I'm trying to compete with him. Mm. I just know that I'm doing this shit, and I know that I'm making it farther than he did, and I'm still being a good person on top of that. So, you know, Hell it's yeah. uh like you said, he uh, the uh, influence, uh, his influence on me is how not to be like. Gotcha. That's what I would gotcha. say. Yeah, that's um something I've always love to talk about because of the older I got, the more and it goes back on the whole being not being as unique as you think. Like 
I meet a lot more people that don't have parent, you know, don't have a mom, don't have a father. Like there's a lot of similarities in how that affects them. Like, and it always affects us differently. And one thing that we, myself and Spencer noticed like our acting class, uh, the first day, almost every other person had a parent die at a young age. Like there was a lot of us that were like that shared that similarity. And I was like, damn, are we, is this like a support group? Like what the fuck is going on? But it's Mm -hmm. so interesting how that could affect people and especially when you're an artist like it kind of it for me it's like it gives you something to use either in like the physical sense of like this was made or written inspired by mm-hmm. this person or it's like in the metaphysical sense where it's like this is channeling something else but it's through this mm-hmm. so i'm always interested to get other people's uh yeah inputs on that because um it's it's a subject that especially now that we get older it it will eventually be become more common for us to and people that we know to lose family members to lose their Mm -hmm. parents but when you lose them at a young age it it does kind of you're kind of like you're starting the game with like a huge piece of the menu missing you know what i mean yeah no exactly uh, i always admire people that are still able to find to keep going yeah with that yeah for sure and that's the thing as well whereas like i don't mind speaking on this right now because i know that there's a lot of young people that are probably dealing with the same thing that don't realize the effect it has on them Mm -hmm. because like it probably wasn't until i was like 18 or 19 until i really started to like dive into myself and realize the underlying effects or like I'm a certain way because of the lack of that father figure. Yeah. You know? And, like, going off what you said about, like, uh, just uh, not thinking or not being as unique as you think you are. There's definitely been times where I'm like, oh, no, like, I don't care. Like, yeah, it sucks, but I don't care. And then I realize, like, oh, shit, there's all this deeper shit that mm-hmm. I got to break the break the chains of. Yeah. It, you can't escape your own lore. That's no, what it but really then, is. But that's, like I said, that's why I want to talk about it because I want other people who are going through this to be, you know, be aware. And yeah. you could, if you could recognize it earlier on and, like, start working on it and growing and realizing that you could, uh, you know, you could do anything you want without that person. Yeah. Another so another similarity on. with with um, all these people that I've met or even, like, you talking about, we've had Leah on about her mom and uh, – we always end up picking up so much from our parents and you don't necessarily realize it. Like you said, until you get older, but like the stuff that I do and the way that I am, mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't guarantee for sure because my dad died when I was really young, mm-hmm. but I'm almost like for certain, like I probably got that from him because I know my mother super well. And I'm like, there's no way I got what I'm doing now from her. It had to, had to be from him. It has to be. Well, and, uh, like you said, like your dad was a musician and that I'm, see, not I, say, I was, I'm not going to say inspired you. I was but like a musician before I knew my dad though. Got, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, I was into that before I even met him. Gotcha. And yeah. So I could say that honestly, my dad really didn't have too much like influence on my person. Mm. Um, I don't know him well enough to say that. I know that I'm like him, gotcha. but for when I'm told by like my mother and my grandmother, they're like, Oh, you have your father's charm. Which I'm like, I guess that's a good thing to have. It's like, is that, I'd rather yeah. I'd rather have charm than like any of the shitty aspects yeah, 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 of his yeah. nature. But um, yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> but you know, that is what it is. Um, I'll take the I'll take the charm for what it is, and take the charm, make it your own, be successful. Yeah, boom. Facts. Honestly, I had more influence from my brother as a male influence than I think my father ever did. Gotcha. I don't know who I'm influenced by in the in the male universe. Kobe Bryant, probably. A bunch of homies too, like a bunch of. Yeah, guys. I I got you know because I didn't have a lot of friends growing up, and once through, thankfully, the skateboarding is when I was able to actually have like circles of friends and. Yeah, skateboarding that brought put me, me to... on the trajectory of where I am now. It is from father skateboarding now. Yeah, those two things combine them. There's Mike Perillo. That's N- the story. Not dead ass, and that's like. Same, because when I first started skating, especially I was skating with people like who are much older than me. Mm. Like Jeremiah was the only person who I was skating with that was, you know, close to my age. He's a year older than me. Yeah. But, like everyone else was three, four years older than me. Sometimes six years older than me. Damn. So being around older people will certainly 
you know, show you how to how to move right. Absolutely, and how to not move. Hundred percent. That's the crazy paradox of the childhoods that we have is like older people. You just if you have the uh, if you have the ability to observe well, mm-hmm. you'll be fine. Self awareness, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So if you grow up wonder because again too, like when you're a little kid and and uh, you start skateboarding, you start hanging out with older kids. People are gonna, you know, mock up. Oh, drugs, alcohol, being degenerates, and it's like, yeah, sure, maybe that definitely is a big common thing, especially mm-hmm. in skateboarding. But also, if you look at things on the surface level, like, yeah, sure, are were we young kids smoking weed? Yeah, we were. Were we drinking? I wasn't, but yeah, my friends were. But like, yeah, were really we drinking either? Fucking lighting houses on fire and killing people in the name of Slenderman and doing no, we were no. just like enjoying maybe the the worst thing I, i'll snitch on myself for uh, was like ding dong ditching and i like, broke a window i, I definitely definitely yeah definitely, by accident it was uh, yeah, completely yeah, by yeah. accident there was definitely accidental things like that where you know it is what it is especially you know a baseball went through a window and i was like <gasps> oh my god i threw it and my friend did not fucking catch it see it was, right was it at an abandoned house nope Oh, that's crazy. No, <laughs> See, because I, I was going to say, I broke a window at an abandoned house once on accident because I was skating right next to the building, uh-huh. and I just slipped out, board hit the window, cracked, and I was like... <sighs> Yo, one time... But it was abandoned, so I didn't really feel that bad. Yeah, no, yeah. Who, who's going to... The ghosts are going to be like, man, that was her window. Yeah. One time, I set the... <laughs> I triggered an alarm. At, I can't... I'm not going to say where it is because I don't want the fucking cops to like, oh, it was him. Oh, but I, I was skating fun. by myself at a building that was closed on the weekends, and I, my board hit the door mad hard and the alarm went off and I just like got in my car and booked it. I was like, oh, my God. And then it was like in the newspaper the next day. It was like, yeah, alarm tripped at yada yada over the weekend. Yeah, I, I got a similar what is story yada, that yada, I won't yada, give yada too mean. many details on, uh, but it's crazy that uh, some buildings have sensors on the roof that trigger like massive siren alarms. Yeah, and, uh, it's literally just for staying on a roof. I fucking hate that. I hate when I'm on a roof and a giant alarm goes off for no yeah, reason. Yeah, it's like why you gotta call the police station, dude. I'm literally just I'm climbing. Literally onto the just roof. chilling. I'm literally. I'm, vibing. I'm literally vibing, dude. Please relax. It's like I came up here to get some peace, and y'all are really harshening the vibe. No dead ass. <laughs> I'm up here to get some top or some emo bitch, and now y'all killing my vibe. <sighs> I have one more question for you, sidewalk. Do it. Take your time. I'm ready. I think you're ready for it. What do you got coming up next, other than other than the album and uh, anything else? You're you got any, or is it just that? Just doing the local stuff. Working with all the local artists, trying to be as productive as I can. Mm -hmm. Um, We got some shows. Yeah, plug those. You got any dates? You got any locations? Uh, Or still all TBD? I'm. I actually. I've been meaning to text the homies and be like, Hey, what are the dates of our upcoming shows? I know the seventeenth. Sile has a show. Mm. I don't know the location, so hit up Sile for the. All right, maybe. For, well, for you know, when you do, send it. We'll share it. Yeah. Oh, real. I'll do that. Um, yeah. But besides that, um, I'm trying to skate a lot this summer. I'm trying me to film. Too. Definitely going to be putting out a. Part. Every winter just makes me want to. The older I get, it makes me want to skate more and more. Yeah, exactly. Because I know that time is going. That time's starting to. Oh, bro, I'm going to be skating until I'm fucking... Oh, no, I didn't mean in the physical sense. I just mean not having the time. Oh, like, no, This past absolutely. summer, I touched the board twice, maybe. Yeah, you're like, tripping. It was, I was busy. Bro, I was so busy. You it make was the time, me bro. off. You make the time. Not, not making a movie 12-hour <laughs> days, seven days a week. Not. I, I guess that's fair. That's yeah. fair. That's a different type of hustle. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm doing that. I'm working on some physical art oh. that I'm making. Um. I, I like working on my cars every here and there. Mm. So my my cars, oh, yeah. you know, I got 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 my whips lined up. So all twenty five of the Subarus in the front lawn. Chill. It's it's three cars and only one of them's a Subaru. Only one's a Subi, bro. Wild sidewalk. Best of luck to you, man, on everything Dude, you got coming up. Same to you. Seriously, and, you know, we're I gonna re- do some shit. We're gonna collab. I was gonna say this was fun as hell. I would love to get on here again. We could get. Listen, if you ever want to do, I'm not sure how you're feeling about repeat guests. But oh, no, I, th- I'm I, always... I think after you get everybody on individually, it would be a great podcast to have me, Sayo, and Jamari here all together. Oh, yeah. Well, I had the idea. That's a great idea. 
And I'm going to pretend that was my original idea. Maybe I'll get you, Sael, and Jamari on. Yo, that's such an original, that's unique idea. That's such an original, unique and I really idea. Th- I really think we should act on that. We Perhaps. Or maybe Sael, Jamari, you. That That's a better order, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's actually, that works better. Yeah, SJJ. That's actually, it's not, a real, it's not a real entity. Or but JSJ. Like, SJJ is what we like. It's like we used to just like go to Silo's studio after yeah. the skate park and like lock in for like 12 hours. Like yeah. it was like every single night we were leaving Silo's house at like three, four in the morning. Just cooking. And we have files on files and folders and folders of music that it's literally just like we call that just like our SJJ time when we were just like constantly making stuff. The SJJ vault. Yep. Now, oh, now yeah. Now now we're, we're, we're a little bit more focused with what you we You could sell on. that vault to Disney and make a, a couple million probably. Shit, line it up, Mike. I can give you a percentage. I got you. I'll, I'll, I'll hook it up. I'm good friends with everybody at Disney. But uh, now, yeah, I was thinking about having, like, in the new year, mm-hmm. like, next year, 2025, having, like, a one-year-later update with certain guests because I just feel like... That'd be fire. That is... I can't... Obviously, I can't just repeat the same lineup, but... No, but when you think about it, to, like, Joe Rogan has Joey Diaz on the show every other week. Yeah. Like... There, there's good Joey guests. Diaz there's good guests here. sometimes, and honestly, I thought I was gonna be way more nervous coming into this, mm-hmm. but this was cool as hell. Chill, it's chill. Very this cool. is the first time I wasn't monitoring audio, so I'm like so used to hearing everything, and I'm like, I hope I am sounding okay because I'm able to like. What you I, th- know. I think our producer's doing the job. No, I mean just He's like my voice, it. like the way I'm speaking. Oh no, yeah. you're, you're probably sounding awful to yourself, but that's usually course, how. It, that's how course. it goes when you hear I your own hate voice. My dude. own voice, but that's dude. why if you get me in a rap song, it'll be different. Well, that, I'll be like, yeah, listen, man, yeah. that's why it's taking uh, so long for me to make my own project. So I'm a gentleman. I would never harm her after I'm done tapping. Drink a body armor. Uh, uh. All right. On that <laughs> note, I need to shut the fuck up. Sidewalk. Good luck. Best of luck. Much love and same to you on everything. You're always somebody that's always hustling. I'm always moving. If there's anybody out there that you want to give advice to, if there's somebody that comes up to you and goes, Mr. Sidewalk, Mr. Spank, what advice do I need to keep going? Ooh. Keep your head up. Stay focused and stay out the way. Get your money up, not your funny. Don't try to live a life that you're not living. Stay true to yourself. um, And understand that even if you're not where you want to be, you don't have to pretend like you're you're not there to make it where you want to be. There's a, there's a way out with everything. You just gotta find it. Facts. It's a you that was qu- real. That was a bar. It's it's quite often um, not a matter of is if it's accessible to you or if it's possible. It's a matter of do you have it in you to work that hard. And on that note, everybody, cha, cha, got it.